I'm going to test your memory this morning. Now, I know it's 8.30. It's early. We're all just waking up, still trying to get the eyes open. All. But, but this is an easy test, okay? We're not going to grade it or anything. This is to test your, your memory. I'm going to read you a list of words. Don't worry, I'll read it twice. And the object here is for you to remember the words that are on this list. Are you ready? Everybody awake? Sit up straight. Okay, here we go. All right, here's the list. Read, pages, letters, school, study, reading, stories, sheets, cover, pen, pencil, magazine, paper, and words. And you've got the list right up there. So, okay, get the, commit these to memory. Okay, here are the words again. Read, pages, letters, school, study, reading, stories, sheets, cover, pen, pencil, magazine, paper, and words. Okay, you got those in your mind? Okay. Don't worry, I'm not going not gonna to test you on that. What I'm going to do is, don't put them up yet, but we have a second list. Don't show it yet. We've got a second list of words that's going to come up in just a moment. Some of the words in this second list are on this list. And some of them are not. Now, here's the object of the game. Try to remember the words that are on both lists. Okay, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the words that are on both lists. Are you ready? Okay, here's list number two. House, pencil, apple, shoe, book, flag, rock, train, ocean, hill, music, water, glass, and school. All right. You're looking for the words that are on this list that were also on the first list. How'd you do? There's actually only two. Pencil and school. If you thought the word book was on both lists, don't feel bad because a lot of folks do. The first list for many people implants a memory. All the words in that first list are about books. But the word book wasn't there. Your mind just assumed that it was. Deuteronomy is all about remembering what is important. As the nation of Israel entered the promised land, as they began to settle down, as they began to enjoy the blessings of this new place, their memories of what God had done to bring them there would fade, and that would be disastrous for the nation. Moses do, knew that, so he gives them a reminder here in verses 17 and 18, a reminder that is good for us today as well. Here's the reminder. Verse 17, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Don't forget what the Lord has done. It is easier to forget what the Lord has done than you might think. This one, the, the people of Israel should have already known. But unfortunately, even this early in their experience, they had a bad habit 
of forgetting what God had done for them. When they came to the Red Sea, they thought they were done. They thought it was over. Forgetting that they had just seen God do ten plagues in Egypt that had allowed them to be set free in the first place. As they were in the wilderness, they became thirsty. They complained to Moses that they were going to die. Forgetting that they had seen God control the waters of the Nile. He turned those into blood. And the waters of the Red Sea, which he had stopped and allowed them to go through on dry land. As they became hungry in the wilderness, they began to complain to Moses that they were going to die. Forgetting that God had provided in their deliverance an abundance of gifts from the very people who used to enslave them. And when Moses delayed from coming down off of Mount Sinai, having been there with God, they forgot that it was the one true God that they worshipped. And they made a golden calf to worship and adore. Every one of those horrific situations could have been avoided if they just would have remembered. But remembering is sometimes harder than we think. God knew that as they entered the promised land, as they began to enjoy the blessings of that land, it would be all too easy for them to forget. Verse 17, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. People often try to identify the single biggest problem of our nation. Some might say it's drugs. Others might say it's immorality. Others might point to inner city poverty. Others might point to hunger. Now, don't get me wrong. All of those are very significant problems that we as believers should be deeply concerned about and seek ways that we personally can act to alleviate them. But as big as those problems are, I don't think they are our biggest problem. I think our biggest problem is the same as the nation of Israel's biggest problem. Here's our, here it is. This is our biggest problem in the United States today. My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. America is a wealthy nation. According to worlddata.info, the average annual salary in the United States is $56,810. The average annual salary in Nepal is $730. The average annual salary in Ethiopia is $660. The average annual salary in Madagascar is $400. That means the average monthly salary in the United States, $4,734, is more than 10 times as much as the average annual salary in Madagascar. Now, that's a, a great blessing. We live in a wonderful nation. 
but that carries a significant danger to think it is my power and the strength of my hands that have produced this wealth for me. If that's what we think, we are in just as much danger as the nation of Israel. Because the danger for them is the same as the danger for us. If we think that our power and our strength has produced the wealth that we have, the blessings that we enjoy for us, if that's what we think, the danger is we will begin to believe we don't need God anymore. We already have it made. We can take care of ourselves. We can fool ourselves into thinking God is unnecessary in the same way that your mind, some of you, fooled you a minute ago thinking book was on both of those two lists. Our mind can do some really strange things. Don't be fooled. You need God whether your bank account shows several digits or whether it shows a goose egg. You need God if you own the nicest mansion on the hill or live in a tent by the city dump. If you have been blessed, and we all have, remember who it is that gave you the blessings you have. God reminds us in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, Not by might, nor by power, But by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. That's far too easy to forget. So we need to build into our lives ways to remember. The antidote to forgetting that God is the one who did all of this for us, the Bible tells us, is to build in some good reminders. And that's what Moses tells the people of Israel to do in verse 18. It says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your forefathers as it is today. Moses reminds the people of Israel to remember God. Now, that sounds like an obvious statement. I mean, this is the nation of Israel. They're they're the children of God. But remember how quickly they forgot. So Moses adds some specifics. He, He adds some ways that they and we can remember God. First of all, he says, when you find yourself blessed, when you enjoy something good, when something wonderful happens in your life, Remember, remember immediately, God is the one who provided it. I know it's not always sincere, but it is commendable when, you know, after the game's over and they're interviewing the star athlete off the winning team, uh, that athlete often will begin that interview by thanking God. That's a great thing, and I know sometimes it's just for the cameras and whatnot, but but still, that's that's a a good thing. Because there is an obvious connection between some person who can run really fast 
that God's the one who created him or her. God made him. And those who recognize that, they understand that what they have truly is a God-given gift. They get it. But there's way more to it than that. According to the NCAA, the estimate is that 1.1% of college basketball players today will ever make it to the pros. 1.1%. That means out of 100 college basketball players today, only one of them ever is going to get paid for it. Hopefully the other 99 have been studying in class. Because they're going to need a different career path as they graduate. But the folks that make it, the smart ones, they realize how blessed they really are. Moses goes beyond the fact that God had made it possible for the Israelites to be going to the land of promise in the first place. That was obvious. They should have realized that, although they forgot even that sometimes. But he points them back farther in their history. He points them to the covenant promise that God had made to their forefathers. And that now, they as a nation, just prior to when Moses is is proclaiming this to them, they have agreed with that covenant promise. And so he gives them two memory boosts, two ways to remember. And here they are. They work for us just as well as they would have worked for the nation of Israel. Here they are. Two ways to remember. First, notice your blessings. Notice your blessings. When good things happen, realize, hey, that was a good thing that happened. And then obviously remember who provided it. So, notice your blessings. We'll look at that in just a moment. That's what Moses tells the people. He says, notice you are blessed. The second memory boost says to the people, recall the covenant promise you have made. Now that, the first one it fits this. We get that one. That second one, we may think, well, I don't, I don't really know if that fits me. It does. You'll see that in just a moment. But those are the two memory boosts. Remember your blessings and remember the covenant. So, so let, let's take a look at those. What does that mean for us? Well, the first one, as I said, is pretty obvious. We, we get this. Like the song says, count your many blessings. Name them one by one and it will surprise you. What the Lord has done. That's a very wise lyric in that song. Because you will indeed, if you just stop in your life and take a look back and see all the wonderful ways that God has blessed you, you'll be amazed. You will be astounded at all the ways God is right there for you, all the ways that He has helped you in your life, all the ways that He has shown the work of His hand to you. You'll be amazed if you'll just take the time to look. So do that today. 
Our problem is sometimes we get so caught up in the, the issues of our life. We tend to focus on the negative. That's just human nature. You know, if you've got a sore toe, you forget you've got nine other toes that are doing really good. <laughs> you know, you're focused on that one toe that hurts. And that's kind of the way we do in life. We, you know, we have something that goes wrong, and that doesn't negate the seriousness of the bad stuff that happens to us in life. But we have something that goes wrong in life, and we forget about all the other wonderful ways that God has been blessing us. So, so for just a moment, take some time and say, okay, okay God, you know the problem, and we're going to pray about that in a minute. But before I get to my, my problems, Lord, let's just talk about some of the good ways you've been here for me. And, and, and that's a, sometimes a difficult thing for us, especially if we're going through a hard time in life. So, so just think of three. Just look back at the last few days and, and think of three ways that God blessed you in the last three days. And then give Him thanks. Say, God, thank you. You were here for me. Thank you. God, what a beautiful day we had yesterday. Oh, my. It was so gorgeous after all the rain and ice and everything else that we had to just go outside and see the grass starting to green up. God, what a blessing that was. There's your one already. We all had that one. Just take some time. And think of the blessings of God. Because, folks, what will happen? Realizing the blessings of God is one sure way to inoculate yourself from forgetting about God. Because if you're thanking Him, if you're giving Him praise, if you're, you're recognizing all the great ways He is blessing your life, you're not forgetting it. So that's the, that's the first memory boost for us this morning. Count your blessings. That one's pretty obvious. We get that one. That one, that one we understand. And you probably would have come up with that one on your own. The nation of Israel probably would have too if they had just thought about it. But the second one's not quite as obvious. But when we think about it, we realize how powerful this is. The second thing that Moses said to do was to remember the covenant promise that they had made. Now, for the nation of Israel, if you look back in their history, God had made covenant promises with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. And he had given some very specific words to them that affected not only them, but it affected their family and it affected their ancestry that would follow after them, including the nation of Israel. In other words... What Moses is telling the people when he says to remember the covenant promise that I've made with you, he's telling them the same thing that, that preachers say every week. Read your Bible. <laughs> Read your Bible. He's telling the nation of Israel, you remember what God did for your great, 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 great grandfather Abraham. He made a promise to him. And he has kept that promise. And remember that the nation of Israel, again, if you read through the book of Deuteronomy, what's happening here is they've gathered together and they are agreeing to that covenant promise. That's what the book of Deuteronomy is all about. And so they've already done that. And Moses is saying, okay, that same covenant promise that you know about from God's word, that same covenant promise, you have agreed to that promise. So in other words, what Moses is saying, okay, 
the Scripture, God's Word, the promises that God made to your forefathers, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that He has now made to you, take that personally. It's not just something in a history book. It's not just something that, that, that you recite for your teacher. These promises are for you. Folks, that's what the Bible is. That's what God's Word is. It's God's promise to you. Read it. And take it personally. As you read through the stories of David and Noah and Peter and John and Matthew, take it personally. They're not just stories about history. They are history. But it's way more than that. These are stories for you. To help you understand what God has done for you. And as we look at the Scripture, as we're reading through the Scripture, and as we're thinking about it in those terms, if we read through the Scripture and we're just kind of saying, well, that's a nice story, that's a neat thing that God did for Noah. Wow, how about that? Take it one step further. The same God who was with Noah is with me today. The same God who walked with his family walks with me today. The same God who put the rainbow in the sky for him puts the rainbow in the sky for me today. Take the Bible personally. You can remember this. Not just two things. You can remember two things this morning. Because you remember two of them out of that list a minute ago. So you can remember these two things. Count your blessings. And remember the covenant. Think through the things that God has done for you. Every day, take some time to thank God for what He's done for you. And find one way you can personally apply the Bible to your life today. Every day, do that. Start the day off. Thanking God for His blessings and saying, Okay, Lord, I'm going to be reading through my Bible readings today, and you show me at least one thing that I can apply to my life today. Because this is, this is your promise to me. I want to make this personal, God. So you show me one thing that I can do today. Those two things are huge steps forward to protect us from the disaster of forgetting God. Heavenly Father, this is a mistake that the nation of Israel made. It's a mistake sometimes we make too. We, we never want to forget you. We would never say that we want to do that, but, but unfortunately sometimes we do that. We start thinking that it's our hands and our power that have created our wealth. And, and, and there's no part of that statement that's true. It wasn't our hands, it wasn't our power, and it's not our wealth. So God, help us to remember you. Help us to take time to give thanks, to, to remember the blessings you have given and give you praise, give you credit for what you have done. And then God, help us to take your word literally, personally, and apply it to our life. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. It's an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Maybe you're here and for the first time you've realized, wow, wait a minute. I knew the Bible had some nice stuff in it, but I had no idea that it was actually for me. And you're wondering, what is there? Does God really care about me? Does God really love me? And that's why God brought you here today. He wants you to know how much He loves you. He wants you to know He sent His Son to die for you on the cross, to give His life in your place, and then to rise again to show you that you can have eternal life through Him. We want to share that with you this morning. I know that's, that's a lot to take in, but we've got some good folks. They'll sit down with you and they'll, they'll show you in the Scripture how you can follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right here, right now today. All you have to do is take a little small step of faith and say, okay, Lord, that's what I need. I need you. So in just a moment, when we start singing, you come meet me here at the front of the church, and I'll introduce you to some folks that they'll sit down and they'll show you in the Bible just how much God loves you. Maybe there's some other way that God's speaking to you this morning. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We'd be glad to share with you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at National Heights. Maybe there's another way that God is leading you today. You certainly feel free to follow His leadership this morning. But maybe you just want to take some time. Hey, it's 926. Start of the day. Great time to do these two things. To just count some blessings. How did God bless you yesterday? What did God do in your life yesterday that was a good thing? Just say, thank you, Lord. That was really cool. And then remember the covenant. Remember God's promise to you. Remember the Bible is for you. Take it personal. And apply the Bible to your life. Whatever it might be, however God is leading you this morning, you listen, responding to His call as we stand together and as we sing.